Welcome to the Kaleidoscope with Allison Keys. This is a podcast from CBS News, and I am your host. Every week, we discuss issues including income inequality. In 1860, the ship Clotilda arrived in the U.S. 52 years after the importation of enslaved people was federally abolished. The West Africans aboard eventually formed a community called Africatown near Mobile, Alabama. Many of their descendants still live there. The town is trying to recover from blight and environmental injustice. They sitting on historic land, but they got to smell the chemicals from a factory. The documentary Descendant, running now on Netflix, tells the story of the discovery of the remains of the vessel and what's being done to help residents. You have this type of history, your ancestors going to always talk to you. Makers of Descendant have a social media campaign aimed at building sustainable infrastructure and encouraging people to explore their own family history. Joycelyn Davis has known about her ancestors since she was a little girl. That conversation after this short break. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way. Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset, hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. I've always known because I live in an Africatown community. I attend Union Missionary Baptist Church and I attended Mobile County Training School. Mobile County Training School is the school that our ancestors founded and Union Baptist is also the church that our ancestors founded. And my family, my ancestor bought land from his enslaver because there were several people involved in the Clotilda story. So my mom would say every Saturday we would go to my great grandmother's house. We call her mama. She would say, well, we're going to the quarters to go grocery shopping for mama. But this is what I didn't know when she would say quarters. I just thought that's just where mama live. But when I was about 11 or 12, I heard our family historian, Lorna Woods tell my dad that that was an actual slave quarters. So you know, living, living in the quarters, I'm saying living because I was, you know, my great grandmother living in the Africa town, the historic part of Africa town. So it's just been around me all my life. What has this meant for you? Because I'm also a black woman. And so many of us don't know anything about our family or where we came from or how we got here. Well, you know, it was always second nature. And I never talked about things like this with Um, my friends in school. So I thought everybody could trace their roots back because, you know, we didn't talk about this growing up because there are several other descendants that were my friends in school. So 
it was quite a few of us that could trace our lineage back. But, you know, I'm proud that I'm able to do that. And I think I heard that it's like 1% of African-Americans that can trace their roots um, back to Africa. What was it like growing up in a place where this is the thing that everybody knows but doesn't talk about? I can't even imagine that. But I guess it's something that you all knew so deeply in your bones. It wasn't something you had to discuss. Right. Well, you know, there were, you know, there were um, celebrations, you know, church anniversary and festivals and things like that. So it was uh, second nature. But, you know, as a kid, I I thought, but it did not happen. I thought that I probably would, you know, be teased if people knew about it, but they knew. But I had good friends growing up, so that really didn't happen. But most of my friends... And I say this in a respectful way. They would always say that, you know, we have Indian in our family or we have white people in our family. But no one said they, you know, had they were, you know, half African or anything like that. So that was just never a topic of conversation for me and my friends. I wonder with the discovery of the remnants of the ship and with the Smithsonian coverage and with this film out now, do you think people feel differently? In other words, are they proud to say, yes, I am almost direct from Africa. African blood flows in my veins in a way that I can see it, you know? Oh my goodness. It's like, Hey, (laughs) well, I think my grandma said my, my, you know, my grandmother was on that ship, but you know, well, wait a minute. I may be related. You know, I'm getting so many phone calls of that, you know, I may be related. So it's a good thing that people are now want to be more in tune of who they really are. Do you think that translates to people that aren't from Africatown, right, who can now come there, talk to you all, they can see this film and then have a better ability to trace back their ancestry, which most of us, as you noted, do not have? Oh, yes. You know, it's a great opportunity for everyone, you know. And that could be a topic of conversation of every family about, you know, finding their roots. You know, they could be a topic during Christmas or New Year's, you know, for the new year. This is what we're going to do. We're going to we're going to trace our roots. We're going to see, you know, what percentage we have, you know, that's in the kingdom of what well, present day in Benin. I wonder what it what did it mean to you to see the film? What did you think about it? Well, we've been filming for um, four years now, four and, a, four and a half years, and I just didn't know how it would turn out because Margaret filmed some things that I knew nobody had. You know, she was on it when every little detail, when everything was going on, and she really dug in deep. So the final product of it, I was like, whoa, I just, you know, I, I just had no idea that it would turn out this way. Talk to me a little bit about what it means that there is this campaign to help build an infrastructure there, right? That people can come to there. You can see and and touch what, what is left of your history. You know, what does it mean for the community that some of this can been have, can be rebuilt or built better? I am so hopeful because it was a thriving community. And when you, you know, hear about Tulsa, you know, Africa town was, somewhat of like Tulsa, you know, all people had their own businesses and so forth. So hopefully that, you know, with the, with, with this campaign, you know, new homes will be built. The Heritage House 
um, is one of those things that is it's tangible. The structure is there. We're just waiting to, you know, finish finish the um, finish the process. Supply and demand is kind of kind of slow some things down, but the structure is there. So, you know, we're hopeful for that, but we need more things. We need a uh, performing art studio. We need more housing. So I'm hopeful for, you know, we can continue this campaign to rebuild Africatown. And you need some help with some ongoing issues, right? I mean, I know there's still a power imbalance there. There's still elevated of cases of cancer and that kind of thing, right? Well, we, I mean, I am a survivor. And, you know, there were several individuals in Africa Town who went through that same battle. But one of the chemical plants did shut down some years ago. But the remnants of that, you know, affected some um, some of the residents. So right now, those who are surrounded by us, those businesses, we just want them to be we just want them to be good neighbors, you know, those um, those businesses. So, you know, we're willing to work with those who are willing to work with us to make Africa town, you know, a great neighborhood. Okay. One last question. If there were one word that you could say that you would want people that see this film to get about your community and your heritage, what would it be? Brazilian. That's Joycelyn Davis, whose enslaved ancestors were on the Clotilda. Thanks so much for joining us, and thanks to Alan Pang for his production assistance. Like what you hear? Come on back for more. There will be new episodes of Kaleidoscope with Allison Keys every Friday. Follow the show on Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast and leave a rating or review. Thanks for listening. I'm Allison Keys, CBS News. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast. This is the show where your money is not scary and it's not boring. It is a show that's all about you. It's your questions that make it possible for me to provide unconventional and entertaining insights on your money and maybe more importantly, on your life. I'm going to be your financial coach, someone who brings common sense and an insider's perspective on how to manage your money and your emotions. And I promise we are going to have a little bit of fun along the way. Have a question from retirement to career changes to college funding? Just send us an email at askjill at jillonmoney.com. Follow Money Watch wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on the Amazon Music or Wondery app. Are you ready for an all-new season of Survivor? You better be, because Survivor 46 is here, and it's 90 minutes of twists and turns you don't want to miss. Better yet, after each episode, there's a brand new episode of On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. Each week, we go behind the scenes of the episode's biggest moments, taking you into the how and the why things happened. And this season, we're very lucky to be joined by an expert, the winner of Survivor 45, Diva Darcy. What is up? I'm thrilled to be joining this team and to be giving you my take on how and the why players made the moves they did, what it takes to outwit, outplay, and outlast, and to ask Jeff some questions because even after 26 days out there, there is still a lot for me to uncover. Bring it, D. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast.